1: It's great to join Matthew. Bates for for chat, Matthew, and the surroundings here at what used to be called Maiden Castle. Don't know if it still is. It's a nice place. What have we been doing so far? Hey,
0: you know, I've just been, you know, getting used to the new role. Really, um, we, me and Craig, the new gaffer. It was us for a couple of weeks, and obviously Paul Jenkins has come in as assistant. So it's been busy. You know, I'm enjoying it. It's something new for me. Uh, it feels like starting a career all over again, like I was with football in 16, 17. So you know, I'm enjoying it. It's. Uh, at the minute, I'm not missing the playing side, which is a good thing, I think, because I've got my teeth into the coach. And so, you know, I'm just I'm still young in terms of the coach, so I'm just trying to learn. And you know, I've got two great fellas ahead of me here to to learn from.
1: How do you reflect back on the back end of last season? It was all a little bit surreal, I suppose.
0: Yeah, it was. It was it was surreal, but it was a you know, great experience. Um, you know, to be asked to be the team for the last two games, it was a bit of a whirlwind, really. You know, looking back, I can't really remember much of it, to be honest. Um, you know, but I'm sure with that experience in, in years to come it, it'll be great. Um you know, to be asked at that age at thirty years old to do it. It, it shows the club seen something in me and you know, we were so close and you know, what could have been. Um but we, we are where we are now and you know, we've got to try and get back at the first term. Did, did
1: you think if one said you were gonna pull it off I and mean, that, that that last game was incredibly dramatic, wasn't it? Yeah, we
0: did. We, we you know when we went two one off, um, you know, everyone was at the time it was um, Newport were drawing. Um so at the time, uh, everyone, all the coaches around me were going, "We up, with stand up." And I'm quite pessimistic, to be honest with you. Like, you know, <laughs> at the time, it was about 14, 15 minutes left of the game, and uh, you know, I, I had my coaches said on me, "And I said it's a long time to go. Never mind their result. You know, Doncaster could come back, stay to top of the league, and they could come back and get a win." So, uh, you know, I, I didn't get too carried away at that point. Um, it was just a sucker punch at 89 minute. I think Newport scored and. Um, you know it is what it is we only had two games i think we did as much as we could really two great performances one win one defeat which was did, wasn't deserved i didn't think you no, know, that the keep it on the day got man of the match um but performance from the lads you know i said to them after the game i couldn't be proud of them and i know it's a cliche but i've heard managers say that to me in the dressing room I mean, it's at, at the time you think what a cliche it is but you know i understand it now i was proud of them and um, it humbled me the two weeks and you know, like I say hopefully it'll get set me in good stead on my coaching yeah.
1: Has it given you a different perspective on, you know, when you look back now, the managers you've worked with, having to be on the side of the fence? Has, has, do you kind of appreciate some of the decisions they've had to make in the past, when you've, when you when you've got those shoes on?
0: Yeah, you do, you do. You know, I, it's difficult. You know, I, I, I know a lot of them lads in the dressing room last year, and this year there's still lads that are, are my friends. You know, I played with a week before I was manager. <laughs> Um so it's difficult to, to make decisions where you're you having to drop players and, but I, you know the way, I, the way I did it and the way I'm doing it now, I just need to be them just honest you know, uh, and I think as a manager, as a coach you have to be honest And um, I think players respect that, if you start trying to pull the world over their eyes they'll see straight through it and you know that's when they start losing respect for you and um, so that's just the way I'm going to be as a coach and, um, you know, going back to the question, looking back at previous managers, you always try to take a little pointers. You, you know, there's things you like about managers, things you dislike, and you know, you try and just take your experiences you've learned and take the good points from everyone, and, and you know, that's uh, that'll you know set your profile up as a coach.
1: Just from your point of view, you, you obviously playing last season, you went into management, you had your hands full with that I suppose, have you, have you, have you set out a plan for the next 12 months in terms of what you want to achieve, your, your coaching career is going nicely, you're you, you, you getting your badges aren't you?
0: Yeah, I've got my B licence at the minute and I'm just working towards my A licence, um, I'm enrolled in that course, look, if you talk next 12 months you know I, I, I'm, I'm here to to, to learn, really, at the minute, you know, I, I don't mind saying that. You know, Jenks was coming as one of uh, uh, i I worked with him as a young lad at Middlesbrough. You, you know, I can at that time, you, at that age, you don't really look at a coach and think he's a good coach. You know, it, it's now I appreciate how good of a coach he is when I'm watching him in these sessions, and um, you know he's been around the game at, at Middlesbrough for 20 odd years, so he, you know he knows what he's doing in the coaching, and I'm just trying to soak everything up from him, asking him advice, asking him tips. Um, and the same with the manager. we you know, we've got a young, a young backroom team, and that's what the manager wanted. You know, young vibe and good ideas, fresh ideas, modern ideas. You know, and it's a, at the minute it's a perfect role for me in a workman relationship that we've got. You know, we bounce ideas off each other, and the manager's not scared to, to ask opinions of me and Jenks. And you know, we all have an open conversation. The manager then makes his final choice. But you know, it, it's a it's a great for me personally. You know, being in this, it's. You know, for the first year and to have, that, to have a, a say that I have in, in, in the staff meetings is great and I'm enjoying every minute of it
1: You mentioned you're 30 there I mean you're still relatively young even for a, for a player never mind the manager um, you've packed a heck of a lot into your career haven't you when you look back now I mean, we'll go through one or two of the highlights but when you look back over the last of what you broke through when you were 16, 17 in terms of the youth team and the FA Youth Cup, and then you made your debut at a very young age as well. Do you, do you somehow pinch yourself to think how, how quickly it's gone? How yeah, you, it, or has it gone slowly? I don't
0: know. No, yeah, it does go quickly. That, you know, when I'm when you, uh, I'm seeing the lads now <laughs> as a coach, you know, you look at 16, 17 year seventeen-year-olds, and at the time you think it's I've got twenty years in the game, you know, and you think you think at the time it's a long time, but it isn't it. It's flown by, you know, especially that mid twenties age group age gap. So it, it's flown by very quick and you know you need to try and grasp everything you can everything you can from the game and, and take everything that the coaches are saying you, you know you need to throw, throw everything at it 100% because if you don't you, 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 one you won't make it especially at this level because you know lads 16, 17 where do they go from me if they get released um, yeah. they go nowhere you know they go, they go to a normal job, they go back to university, college um, so it's an important age group for them and they have to, they have to understand that understand that if they don't work hard if they don't listen to what people are saying then you know they want to play football very well you
1: know when you look back to when you were just a schoolboy footballer when you were just a young kid how, how did you first get any interest from clubs you know, going way back to when you were when you were young like that you, you were briefly with Man United weren't you the centre of excellence there and obviously very short interest as well how did that come about
0: yeah I was at um, I don't know the exact ages but I was at Man United until I was about 15, 6 just I think I came to Middlesbrough under 16s I think under 15s maybe Um it actually happened that obviously I was a local lad, and, and um, Ron Bourne and Keith Noble at the time were trying to get me to sign for Middlesbrough. Obviously, Man United at the time sent it was was. I couldn't say no to that. Um, but at the time, I actually had ingrown toenails, both of my big toes were ingrown, um, and I couldn't really move about the pitch very well. Uh, and Man United actually just came to me and said, at the time, I was going down from Durham. In the school holidays, going out of Durham to my United, I was only the one out with the lads at Durham I was getting inv- invited down to, the, to their main centre of excellence in their school holidays. And out of the blue, they said, oh, look, we don't feel your gates right, you don't run properly. because so I obviously looked into it, and obviously it's come coming and going toenails. but obviously I hadn't told them this, they didn't know it. I went for NHS at the time to, to get it all done. Got it all done, then I went to Middlesbrough, and then, you know, the rest is history. So I remember actually playing against my United when we beat them 4-1, and the the academy, I think he was the academy director at the time when I was at Main 8, and then we was got uh, a new job, at, a new role with the first team and he actually spoke to me after the game when I was coming on the tournament when we beat Main 8 4-1 and said sorry about releasing you, we should never have released you <laughs> and it was like, I'll always remember that because obviously it was like, you know, I was kind of a kick in the teeth for them and um they didn't realise it, they at the time didn't know my situation with my tone no. I mean, There were
1: some, some special moments earlier on wasn't it you, you know the, the Youth Cup in particular it was clearly a highlight looking from the outside was it was it wonderful to be part of it or it,
0: massively yeah you know again it's one of them you, you don't appreciate it until you're older really um, and looking back I wish I had to took more in especially that the Youth Cup and the UEFA Cup final you know you, you feel as though them days are going to come around all the time that's just Ignorance and childishness really I think is that age you just think it's it's always going to happen and that's the way football is and um, you know but we were lucky at the time especially the U Cup we had such a good group you know thanks to Dave Barnaby Jenks was part of that as well Mark Proctor, Steve Agnew I think was around that time I could be wrong um, you know but to, to have that experience at that age you know we were we got to obviously run us up one year
1: at Old Trafford, at Old Trafford it we well, got yeah. absolutely
0: pumped by Man United no. yeah. but we had a, little, a young young squad me, Rita two centre hours to at school at the time so we were three years younger mm-hmm. than a lot of the Man United players um, and at the time I think that that, that first at that, that Old Trafford I was probably too young if I'm honest I, I, it was a kind of rabbit caught in the headlights um, you
1: weren't thumped, were we? I know they, they were the better team, but you, I think it was fairly narrow in the end. Gary Little got a goal. Yeah, I, I
0: think we did. not get beat four-one, I think at, at Old Trafford, or did we get beat four-one in Aggregate? I'm not sure. Anyway, we, it felt like we got thumped. <laughs> and, um, and then, and then I suppose you know that learning curve and, and that being thrown at the deep end at such a young age was, you know, what you part of made me, made me all was as a player. And you know, then coming back the year after winning it and, and, and battered. It was, it's, um, was it was Aston Villa we beat in the yeah. final, like, yeah, yeah. We, uh, it was 3 nil down there, I think. Yeah, 3 nil down there and then we, you, you know, we we came back and beat at home as well so uh, you know it, it was a great couple of years for us and you know that obviously that's a good building but then to go the, on to the first team.
1: When you look at that team there's no fluke, there's a lot of lads involved in that team gone on a good professional career, yourself Tony McMahon, David Wheater, just to name a couple. Um, were you aware at the time that you were a special bunch or was it as you've just mentioned there the sort of the innocence of you, you just think oh it's like it's every season. Uh,
0: no, I don't think we really were. aware. I think obviously Dave Parnaby was uh, amazing at keeping everyone's feet on the ground. He would never let any any um, big headedness you want to call it get a, get in amongst the lads. He would he'd shoot that down. I mean, going back to the final and then when we beat Villa at, at their place so, you know the obviously young lads all cheering and chanting in the dressing room after the game, and Dave. Didn't say, well done, he came in and gave us a bit of a, of a rollicking because said, it's not over. He probably knew deep down, it was over, but that was that was the way he was. He didn't want us to get ahead of ourselves. Um, so, no, we probably didn't at the time. i like to say we were managed really well by the Steamer Steve McClan, the first team staff, were on top of it as well. Um, and we all came through at different d- different times, you know, probably through a two or three year period. So it wasn't like we were all on the team at, team at once. Um... We had to work, work hard, and you know you're in, you're out. Back with the youth team, back to him the first team. So they played, played on it, fell in your mind, and they, they kept you hungry, which is which is great looking back.
1: When you look back, what do you remember about your debut? your yeah. first team debut. Was it Spurs,
0: Spurs, yeah. I think something had happened in training a couple of days before. I can't remember. One of the centre halves got injured, and I knew I had a chance to play. Anyway, I found out that uh, I think was Mac- uh, Steve was called McLaren called me in and said, "Look, we're going to play you." Yeah. And it, if I'm being co- totally honest, like we obviously we, we travelled down the day before and stayed open, but I can't remember much about it. Um, obviously, I remember playing. I remember my family being in the directors' box yeah. with um, Keith Lam. I think Keith Lam took him down. Uh, and we actually, I played against Midor and Jermaine before, and Meadows he ended up in Middlesbrough. Um, but it went well, you know. I, I, I think the manager, cha- we were playing four at the back, and then the manager changed to three at the back, so I got subbed, and Frank O'Drew came uh, came in as a centre. Um, it was just enjoyable. I, 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 it's, it's difficult when you look back that far because it's such a haze, you know. I was probably nervous wreck and anxious, but I always, I always found I still do now. It doesn't matter how nervous you are before a game. As soon as the game started, you can't kind of forget about it. And I, I, it's true what they say. You kind of block out the fans, and before the game, I'm probably thinking 40,000, 35, 40,000 fans. It's going to be a nightmare. But you, you, I just can't, kind of kind of forgot that. I don't know if that's the way I am or that's the way you have to be as a professional and some people do struggle with that, possibly. Um, but no, I felt I, I felt fine and um, you know, I went on from there. And even that season, i like, go back to keeping people's feet on the ground and maybe I got a little bit carried away myself sometimes and I was out with the squad for a couple of weeks here or there. And, and back in, so that you know the managed the young lads really well, and, uh, which is so important. You know, without Dave Parnaby and at the time Steve McLaren with that group of core young lads, we probably wouldn't have had that many people breaking through. What about
1: the European runs around that time? There was some special moments, weren't there? And you got a few games yourself,
0: yeah, yeah, it was great. Again, you, you think it's gonna happen every year. And I remember going to the, the um, st- I played at Stow Bucharest and that's probably my th- finest. I'd look back and say it's the best game I've had, really. Everything just seemed to go right, like right for me. It was one of them lucky games, if you like. Um, Southgate was in you just before, and I, th- and I think I was, I, 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 was going to be playing in the final. I, th- I think it was, it was obviously between me and Hugo Echov. And that I've heard since that the gaffer was planning on playing ahead of Hugo because he was a little bit unfit and that blah blah blah. Anyway, he didn't. Um, and I remember going down to the game, talking about you know not taking things. And I remember seeing a couple of the older lads taking photos of the, on the way down in the bus to fans the square and all that. And I'm looking at them going, why are they taking photos, come on, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I know why now, because <laughs> I wish I did at the time. <laughs> so, you know, things like that I wish it had happened at maybe possibly a later stage of my career so I could have appreciated it more. Don't get me wrong, I remember everything about it, the journey, the, 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 the dinner we had after with all the family, and, you know, and playing cards with lads in the hotel, everything like that I remember. Uh, but I like to wish I could have had photo memories with you.
1: Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it, when you're that young to probably soak it all up and take it all in at that particular age. When you, when you look, you look around that time. And you, I won't dwell on the injuries, but that's the one element of your career that I can't think of a player who's had worse luck than you. No. <laughs> and, and you must, you must reflect on that and think, what if? You know, particularly the fact that it was a similar type of injury recurring.
0: The same type.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I, a lot of people ask me How Do you reflect on it? And I don't really. I, it is what it is. And. You know, I've been lucky to play for the team that I supported, captain them, play, be involved in the UF Cup final on the bench, and play in that Youth Cup winners. You know, there's not many people out there that in this area that have got that behind them. Would things have been different? Yeah, I know there would have been if I didn't have the injuries. But you know, like I say, I'm thankful for my career that I've had. Um, and you know, I don't. I, I try not to look back. You know, I, you know, you look at now, 30 year old now, and coach. I'm coaching. I've, and caretaker manager I'm now, coaching the first team at Hartlepool. If I didn't have the injuries I had, would I, I'd probably still be playing at Hartlepool? And at the minute where I am in my life, I have a career. I want to be a coach. So would I, would I, without the injuries, would I, would I have had this opportunity to be a coach? Probably not. So, you know, maybe things happen for a reason. and You know, I, I like the fact of thinking that i a young coach and, you know, I can get a bit more experience until, the, you know, the 35, 36 years okay. in my era where we retire and then go into coaching, I'll have overly head start on that.
1: This is almost, well, it is a daft question, but did you have a particular weakness that resulted in the re- reason for that, those particular injuries? You know, you'll have been specialist after specialist. I mean, lot, some players get one. If you're lucky, you get two. But I think it was five, wasn't it? Five,
0: it? yeah, but... In, Probably, I did have a weakness, probably, but you tell you can't diagnose it. You no. know, that was always a question we asked the surgeons. But there's been no research on it, and uh, I, you, there's been nothing out there. There's no papers, by professionals that have said people can be born weaknesses. You know, the last two injuries, the n- cruciates that I did have, I had a, I got the cruciate re- replaced, and I had something else on the outside, which is like uh, extra, extra, extra articular ligament or something. Yeah. But anyway, it's outside the knee but under the skin. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So I like just like acts as a double ship yeah. And it's touch wood since then with both knees I've hadn't done having any problems. <laughs> Looking back I probably wish I did that at the start <laughs> but you know yeah. I, you know I, yeah it probably is a weakness in there somewhere but it's never been flagged up I c- could just be complete unlucky yeah
1: um, you tra- talk about weakness but the mental strength to come back from those I mean I, I don't want to take you back through that what must have been really tough times but the mental strength to actually pick yourself up after injury number three four five and say okay I'm gonna get up I'm gonna get myself fit again how did you do that how did you how did you find that uh, uh, the heart it was
0: uh, n- n- the initial the initial month after the injury was hard, but then you kind of have to get your head around it. Otherwise, you're not going to get back. So you get your head around it, and you know the physios were great. Whether you know I went away to America three times for six weeks at a time, where it's a great environment to work. Very, very hard, but new techniques of physio- every rehab. So every injury really was uh, you 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 trying to advance the methods of getting fit. So it's everything slightly different. So I always. You know, I always had, like, you know, I always, I took great care in, like, I, I'd always, I'd be sat over to midnight researching things and I, I could tell you anything you wanted about cruciates and I would get back from them and, you know, I probably know more than a physio, to be honest, <laughs> because I've had five of them, you know, yeah. the physios haven't, so, you know, I always took great care in that and I always wanted the best of it, I always asked ask questions and, you know, I, I, it was hard, it was hard, and but, you know, it, 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 it took a lot to get back and, you know, thankfully I did really.
1: Just looking at, you mentioned
0: your career there, the captaincy. What did that mean to you? Oh, mate, it was massive. Um, you know, I remember I'd just come back from one of the cruise ships actually, and Gary O'Neill was captain at Middlesbrough. But I think he was trying to get away, and Tony Mobile called me and said, Look, like, I want to give you the captaincy. And, you know, I'm not bursting into tears, but I was emotional, you know, after that. I think I was 22, 23 maybe. Um, and that, when I had the captaincy you know that was probably my, my best spell for a good year another year and a half maybe at Middlesbrough where you know, I was playing every week and playing centre half where I wanted to play and, you know I had a great spell and um, you know I, again I think it, 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 for a manager to see something in you at 23 to do that you look at Ben Gibson now who's really young who's, got it, who's been captain at Middlesbrough you know it, for someone to be given at that, at that age you, you, you have to have something in you to, 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 to want it and that's the main thing I think as well for a manager to see that and that gives you the pride and the determination to kick on in your career.
1: Was Tony a bit of a sort of tough love manager because he sent it half himself a local lad like you captain the team quite young was he always pushing you to to, 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 to be better and better was he that kind of manager?
0: Yeah he was Yeah, he he obviously sent it half himself and you know he he, expected high standards but in the right way he, he he knew your limitations, so if he felt someone couldn't do it, he'd leave it, leave him to it. If he felt someone could do it, he'd try and push them. Even if even if he, had, if he had a good game, he'd pick faults in it to try and improve it. He was good like that. Um, so I did play my best football under him, uh, even though it was in the championship. That was where the longest spell at I well was injury free. Uh, obviously, I had the captaincy and I was fit. Um, but it, you know i've got a lot to thank Tony for in that respect he' you know, give me the captaincy so that's something, something oh, I'll right. never forget and
1: that'll live on me first in my life just quickly going through your manager so Steve McLean gave you a break he was uh, you'd have been a very young player in that, in that very experienced dressing room at the time but how, how did you how did you find Steve at the time
0: uh, Steve would give him a debut so it's the, uh, I, 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 I can't, you know, I, I have really got a bad word to say about me and I wouldn't have a bad word to say about him because I think he was very good as a manager, as a coach he delegated with his staff really well we had Steve Round there who was kind of the attacking forwards <laughs> coach and then we had Steve Harrison who was the defensive coach and one thing I, I remember like, like it was yesterday is every week they used to call Steve Harrison had, had a meeting with all the defenders and they'd go over the clips from the weekend so... The, the lads that he've, uh, in the youth team, I was in the youth team at the time. Who he, he thought had a good bit of chance to make the first team, he'd call them into the meetings. So I'd be sat there with Hugo Echo, Chris Brugget, Southgate, and, and Steve Harrison, and be going through the videos of the game and could do one for all the good stuff and the bad stuff. And that's probably the, that way I've done most of my learning. You know, you, even just watching the videos and sp- let, listen to people speak about just little minute things about how to be a defender and where you should be in this situation where you shouldn't be. That's probably where I got my lot most learning. i still I still now when I when I when I'm playing. I make a mistake, I look back and go, Steve Ralston won't be happy with that. You know, that's 15, no, 20, 10 years yeah. ago, 12, 12 years ago. and That's something actually. Now as a coach, that I've spoken to manager about that. I want to do here is with the defenders. So I want to take that role of and, and getting the videos after after the game and picking the good, win, lose or draw. Yeah. And still yeah. going to be good, yeah. Still, win, lose or draw. There's still going to be good things and still going to be bad things and taking through it all and having like an you know, open room where it's free to speak because there's different ways to defenders. You know, everyone defends differently so we all have just had a discussion on it and I think it worked really well I don't think enough of that happened. in football uh,
1: No doubt if Steve Harrison was doing the session there'd be a few jokes in there, there? Yeah, he was a
0: funny one F- the funniest, the coach, ever... funniest man I've ever met Yeah, um, <laughs> it was a shame It was a because he left on bad terms I think um, when, when Gareth got the job um, but he, he, he was a great, great fella very, very funny but he was also top of the order he was a great, great coach as well. he knew the game inside especially as a defender um, and he had a knack of knowing when to joke yeah. and when to be serious. And yeah. there's not many people. So a lot of people find that I do a funny lad, or, you know, and he's fantastic. But yeah, he was both. He was. It could be serious, it you also know, be funny as
1: well. Uh, Gareth had a difficult situation, didn't he? Going from player as manager, and obviously he's the England manager now. But at the yeah. time, you were you were in the in the dressing room at the time. That, did you think it was tough for him that that transition? So quickly? funny enough, you have gone through a similar thing yourself. Yeah, he didn't.
0: I, I think he. He didn't really find it tough. He didn't come across like it was tough. He probably did deep down. It must have been hard, you know. Coming at that first team meeting on the first day of pre-season. Um, I remember actually after the UEFA Cup final, Kate, as we used to call him, was talking to one of the players about one of the players. Said all oh, the um apparently i getting the a job next year, right? You you're Massive outsider in the bookies and Gareth went to you. If someone's wasting their money putting money on me to be if any, anyone's putting money on me, I, I've got no chance. And obviously two months later he's got a job, you know, that's, that's how much of out he didn't expect to get it. I think the chairman of he spoke to I think it was Martin O'Neill and that at the time and couple uh, of people didn't fancy it and then yeah, they'd give it to Gareth and uh, you know, I think he did I think he did really well, you know, you, you look back on it, I think we were second or third in the league in the championship at the time. Um, sold a lot of players, Adam Johnson, Robert, who sold a lot of good players, and uh, he, he then gets a sack. Got Gordon and comes in, and then we struggled ever since, really. Um, so you look back at that spell, was it the right thing to do? Sack? probably not looking back.
1: Gordon, how did you find Gordon?
0: I liked him. I did. You know, he, he was one of them managers. If he liked you, he liked you. If he didn't like you, he'd make it known. He was honest. <laughs> but again, going back to what I said, I think you need to be honest. And uh, if you didn't fancy a play, tell them. If you liked to play, tell them also. He bought a lot of Scottish footballers in, as you know, and probably didn't work. In hindsight, if could look back and think I shouldn't have done that. Um, But I think he went back to what he knows, being obviously from Scotland himself. I think he trusted that and he trusted the league and thought the league was higher level than it probably was. Um, uh, So he had a tough time, really. but he wasn't. He was, he was. He wasn't for lack of time with the garden. You know, he'd be in early every day. He was a very, very good coach in the training ground. He last to leave in the afternoon. I think you probably know more than me. I think he left without getting a pay up, and he walked away from his contract. So that that was the man he was. He was full of self pride, and he didn't want. You know, he wouldn't like to. He wouldn't like to want to take the Mickey out of the club, and you know, take up the money.
1: You seen Middlesbrough at the top. You know, in Europe, full house at the Riverside, in the league, playing Man United. And you've also experienced Middlesbrough when they've been in the championship and the gates were down at to the total 13, 14, 000. That must have been tough at the time because you know you, you're, you're a local lad yourself and you've, yeah. s- you've seen the highs and lows. Did it feel like the club was on its, you know, struggling at the time?
0: It, it obviously, with it when it comes to attendances now, so we've got relegated. Um, but the season that the seasons that I was there, I remember we started really well in the leagues. and then it got to Christmas mm-hmm. and we kind of dipped. So you're always. In, it was never like we were sh- really struggling in the ch- in the championship. So the, you know there was a lot of upbeatness around the town. And then it got to Christmas, a couple of years in a row, I think it was, and then,
1: fell then we started
0: to fall away. And then it come back six months later where we were at the top of the league again, or quite a lot of playoffs. So it was never a massive a massive uh, not divide, but a massive separation in terms of upbeat and then downbeat squad and a downbeat town. And it was never like that. And I think it was always hope really with the the budget we had and the managers we had coming in. And that was, all, I think there was always hope from the fans that we'd be there where they about. Um, you know, it's, it probably took me a lot well, longer than I wanted to take to, to get back up.
1: Um, tough to leave, I suppose, after all those years. Oh, it was years.
0: very tough, you know. Uh, you know, I remember Tony, Tony in the end was brilliant, you know. He, he wanted me to keep me and he said, that, yeah, when I explained the situation, what happened, i explained explain to you. He just said,
1: um,
0: I don't uh, I understand you. I understand you've been it for a long time. You know, it might be a good for you to go and try something else. Um, so that's what I did. You know, it was, it was hard to leave, but you know I still had a long time. I still felt like I had a bit of macarie left to go where I, 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 I could still prove a lot. And hindsight, that like, didn't really work out after I left Middlesbrough. I had a couple of good seasons. Of, uh, sorry, I had a good season at Bradford, um, and I've been at the ever since, which I've enjoyed. Do stuff mate. Really All appreciate right. it. Thanks, thanks,